0: and ...liquid oxygen that the first stage burned at 6,000 pounds per second. The guide takes a step back, yielding the floor to this slender, overexcited kid who's unleashing a torrent of Ph.D. level concepts in a deep Arkansas drawl, as if there weren't enough seconds in a day for him to blurt it all out. The other adults step back, too, perhaps jolted off balance by the incongruities of age and audacity, Intelligence and Exuberance The nine-year-old tells the group that he designs and builds his own rockets at home in Texarkana. Next, he's talking about the Saturn's solid fuel second and third stages, the comparative advantages of their propellants, the trade-offs rocket designers make between thrust and cost, weight and safety. As the guide runs to fetch her boss, you gotta see this kid, Kenneth feels the weight coming down on him again. He and his wife, Tiffany, have done everything they can to nourish their older son's manic, metastasizing curiosity. Since the first moments of his existence, Taylor has complicated, confounded, and chaoticized nearly every detail of his family's lives. Indeed, Kenneth will look back on this particular day as one of the uncomplicated ones, when his scary smart son was into relatively simple things, like rocket science. This was before Taylor transformed the family's garage into a trove of glowing rocks and liquids and metals with enigmatic and terrifying powers. Before he built a reactor that could hurl atoms together in a 500 million degree plasma core, becoming, at 14, the youngest person on earth to achieve nuclear fusion. Before the creations of his restless intellect astounded everyone from the President of the United States to the audiences at TED Talks. Before he conceived, in a series of unlikely epiphanies, new ways to use subatomic particles to confront some of the biggest challenges of our time. Cancer. Nuclear terrorism. Sustainable energy. This book had its beginnings in 2010, when, as a contributing editor at Popular Science magazine, I discovered a small community of nuclear physics enthusiasts, high energy hobbyists who were taking on both the formidable theory and the precision engineering of applied nuclear science. The idea that self taught amateurs outside the big science world of billion dollar research laboratories were tinkering with nukes, fusing atomic nuclei, transmuting elements, constructing atom-smashing machines in self-built laboratories was both intriguing and unsettling. Members of this guarded clique began to open up to me, and one of them mentioned a 14-year-old boy from Texarkana who had just become one of only 32 individuals on the planet to build a working nuclear fusion reactor, a miniature sun on Earth. And yet, What would set Taylor apart was not his machine or his intellect, but his buoyantly audacious approach to science and life. I'd met a few child geniuses, and I could tell immediately that Taylor's genius was a different kind. His is not the eyes-down, inwardly-focused kind that skulks in the corner at the science fair, nor is it the socially maladroit kind typified by Sheldon Cooper the theoretical physicist in the television series The Big Bang Theory. Taylor's genius is eyes-up and hands-on and exuberantly connected to the universe. Indeed, it is his gift for creating connections, personal, intellectual, practical, that has allowed him to build a world for himself that seems to have few limits. Within two minutes of meeting him, says Stephen Younger, the former head of nuclear weapons research at Los Alamos National Laboratory, you realize that the kinds of things that most people think are impossible, Taylor just goes out and does. You also realize that, despite his precocity and the Einsteinian zeal of his curiosity, Taylor is in many ways a normal kid with a normal, though often baffled, circle of family and friends a normal teenager's series of crushes and confusions, and a still-developing identity. At first, a timid child.